Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Good morning, baseball fans. Here in Chicago and listening around the globe on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Live from the Hyundai Studios, this is Hit and Run, the Score's venerable baseball show. I am Barry Rosner, and my partner in perpetuity is Joe Ostrowski. We'll be with you until 1240, taking you up to Cubs baseball right here on 670 The Score. Good morning, Joe. Morning, Barry. What time do we start yelling about how much the Bears are not playing in the preseason? Can we do that for a minute? Can we get your thoughts on that for a second? Talk about that for a second. A lot of screaming. Uh, we won't do that this morning. Let's uh, let's yell. Let's scream. Let's be outraged, and then let's take <laughs> for preseason. Bo- and then let's take both sides of the argument. That sounds. Good I like to me. that. I like yeah. that. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. It's bold. It's not bold. Whatever. Uh, that is not what this show will be about today. Here's what we have planned for you on this baseball show. As always, lots of Cubs and White Sox conversation in the first hour and throughout the show. We hope you will join us at 312-644-6767. At 10 o'clock, we visit with our old pal, Cincinnati Reds play-by-play man, Tom Brenneman. We'll have some fun with him. At 11, we go national with Tyler Kepner of the New York Times. Lots of fascinating stuff happening on the national baseball scene. At 1140, mm-hmm. Chris Ranji will be here to talk about the St. Louis Cardinals. How do you feel about that, Joe? About the Cardinals no, or about, about Ranji coming about Ranji coming Thoughts on him for a sec. Go ahead. <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Which it's is okay. which is good. Is always a good thing. No. At yes, noon sure, it, yeah, at noon, it's our weekly visit with the score's very own Bruce Levine. Our producer, director, engineer, and intern is Eli Hershkovich. I am at Barry Rosner on Twitter. Joe is at Joe 670. The hit and run account is hit and run six seventy. You should follow that for show updates. The phone number, of course, is three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Can also join in at six seventy eleven via the text zone on the score. If you text us, you'll get a text back acknowledging your text. Standard message and data rates may apply. This hour is brought to you by Schomburg Lincoln. When searching for a new Lincoln, search SchombergLincoln.com. Joe Ostrowski, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. I have a question for our listeners. It is not a simple question, but I'm very interested in the answer. Is there some reason that Javi Baez can't be the National League MVP that I am missing? Because when I look at it, it seems to me right now that he is the leading, not one of, he is the leading candidate in the National League for MVP. And I know some national guys are are starting to recognize him now, but many of them are not. And you hear discussion of on base percentage as as a reason that well, you can't we, vote we haven't for him. seen an OBP this low with a winner since I believe it's Andre Dawson. But is there a reason he can't be the MVP? I mean, is that a reason for him to not be the MVP? Because that no. sounds that sounds idiotic to me. 
Well, I look at it a little bit differently. And we're, you know, I'd really like to see Javi Baez be the MVP, but I don't think he's a leader in the clubhouse right now in the final stretch of 30 some games. I think he's one of five guys, and it's completely up for grabs. It seems to be uh, which one of these five guys performs best in the last month of the season is going to be your National League MVP winner. I think he's right there with Arenado, Carpenter, a Freeman. Am I missing anybody? Anybody um, else? That's four. See, the war is really high, but I don't have Lorenzo Kane in that conversation. Yeah, he will because get, of his he, defense. He'll get the sabermetric vote. Oh, Gold, heart- Goldschmidt's a fifth guy. Goldschmidt's a fifth yes. guy. Okay, yeah. so and, I, I have all of those guys very close. Much to be determined. Correct? Yes. Yes. I, I, and how much? How much of that will be determined by who the best team is, and what teams make the playoffs, and what teams don't? Okay, and. What, it, I, what I'm assuming part of your rationale is, well, if it's close, the best defender is Javi Baez. The best base runner is probably Javi Baez, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, defender, you can make that argument with Arenado too, but he's going to be dinged for playing in Coors Field uh, t- to some voters. Is that part of your thinking? Yes, and I, I think Nolan Arenado might be the best offensive third baseman I've ever seen. Ever. I mean, that I've ever seen. That's how good he is. But, but, dot, 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 ellipses. Javi Baez is the best shortstop on his team and the best shortstop I've seen in the National League. He better stay there. He is the best second baseman on his team. We'll get to to your point right there in a sec, Joe. He's the best second baseman on his team and the best second baseman I've seen in the National League. And he's the best third baseman on his team, second only to Arenado. And frankly, if Javi Baez played third every day, I think it could give Nolan Arenado a run for his money defensively. And we will get back to to your point about where if Bob, he's going to stay at shortstop yeah, because we'll, that will help his. If you're talking to voters that look a lot at WAR, that's going to help his WAR a lot. And you've seen it take a bit of a jump here since he's been moved there. Well, he's also started to get hot again offensively. And look, yes. if he's willing to hit the ball the other way. If he will do that every single day, Javi Baez will be the National League MVP. What you saw after the break, and I don't know if it had anything to do with home run derby, but what you saw for pretty much a solid month after the break was him trying to pull everything, with a few exceptions, mostly trying to pull everything and hit it 10 miles. And that doesn't go well for him. That's when he starts striking out a bunch. You're seeing him go the other way now, and look what it opens up for him. It's everything. It opens up pitches all over the strike zone for him because you can't just throw sliders in the dirt three feet away from him and expect him to swing at it. So suddenly he is seeing some breaking pitches on the inside corner, and if you do that, he'll keep his hands back, and he will hit it 10 miles to left field. He almost hit a plane the other night. I posted a picture of a Comcast replay where and I didn't see it till the next day. Like I was watching the game that night. Yeah. But I didn't see, until the next day on the replay, I noticed there's a plane passing by, and I posted a picture of it. The ball and the plane are in the picture together. I think he almost hit the plane that was landing it over here. But if he's just what we're talking about, though, like the monster home runs we've seen, huge guys over at Wrigley. Like you talk yeah. about what Glenn Allen Hill did. Um, from time to time, we see what Stanton and Judge can do. Just his build compared to those guys. Well, it's just, it's bat speed. 
Yeah. Bat speed. Justin Thomas weighs 145 pounds. He hits at 380 yards. Right. It's just club speed. If he's willing to hit the ball the other way consistently, it's going to be the NL MVP because he's just going to keep raking. Because that's the, that's the whole key for him is they can't – if they're going to live on the outside corner and he's going to pound it the other way, there's going to be doubles and triples and homers and RBIs the other way for him every single game. But as far as the defensive conversation and base running-wise, look, again, if you watch games, I mean, if all you do is look at a war, why <laughs> he lies laughing at me. Well, you it, know what? It, it's if, it's if true all, because I, I see people, once we start having this conversation, that's the first thing they run to. I'm just at a point right now where why are we having a vote? Why? Let's just do let the numbers figure it out and have the highest highest war if that's how you're going to vote solely. It's just ridiculous. You know, I, I'm a big fan of war, and I appreciate it, and it's given us historical perspective that we never had before. It's not perfect. It's absolutely not perfect, but it, it's – it's a nice place to start when you're trying to figure things out, especially historically. And his war's good. His war's outstanding. He's he's third in the league, just barely behind Kane and Freeman. Best player on the best team with the best all-around game. He's a better base runner than any of these guys. He's a better defender than any of these guys except for Arenado. But he deserves bigger points than Arenado because he can play any position. He's the best player on his team at any of those positions. And he's great offensively. Yeah, his OBP is not great. But his OPS is still pretty high. It's 908. It's still it's he's still having a great year offensively. He's gonna drive in 120 runs. He's gonna hit look, he could get hot and hit forty homers. Yes. Well, I love looking- Sandberg had thirty homers in nineteen ninety on August thirtieth, and he wound up with forty. I love looking at... In his at, 40th with three days left in the season. I mean, he could get hot here. Sometimes the on-pace numbers say absolutely nothing, but when we were talking about 30-some games left, I think they mean a lot because these are all very, very doable if he just continues what he's doing, and we're not even talking about getting hot. So the on-pace numbers, what, what you could look at at the end of the year for Javi Baez, the numbers are the following. We could be talking about a 35-homer, 123-RBI, your favorite... 100 run season for Javi Baez. I think runs are good. With an OPS of 908. And I know runs are frowned upon. I and, think runs are good. See, I think scoring runs is a good thing. See, here, this could be a small thing, yep. but he's on pace for 27 stolen bases. Be great if he's he, going to try and be a 30 30 guy. People like round numbers, Joe. Yes, they do. People like round numbers. Hasn't happened since 2012, since Mike Trout and I think Braun did it both uh, that year. Boy, so have, that would be a little something cool. I have some good Ryan Braun stuff for you later. Remind okay. me. Eli, will you remind me? And some good Ryan Braun stuff. Usually this award is about offense. But when you're trying to split hairs, and I do still think it's close with Freeman, Carpenter, Goldschmidt, all those guys, and Arenado too, you start to look at defense. And I mentioned he has the advantage there. And his base running. And those highlight moments, like he did the other night when he had a, a ball 481 feet. And his flash, his popularity but that flash, in the game. That flash isn't flash just for the sake of it. That flash produces results on the field. It's the incredible tagging ability. It's the incredible base running. Yeah. It's the incredible defense. It's the great offensive highlights. Yeah, he's flashy. Yeah, he's exciting. But it produces results. 
It's not, it's not, you know, Sammy Sosa, I'm hopping out of the box, and that's exciting because I'm hopping out of the box. Me, me, me. He's producing results. Well, I, I thought this story was really cool. I saw this yesterday morning, and they went around the Little League World Series to all the players. Who's your favorite player? Oh, boy. Here's your top six. Number six, Bryce Harper. Actually yeah. tied for fifth. I'm sorry. Bryce Harper and Aaron Judge. Okay? Bryce Harper, great hair. Yes. So, number four, Jose Altuve. Great player. Three, Mookie Betts. Great player. Two, a guy named Mike Trout. Great player. By far, the most popular player among the Little League World Series players, Javi Baez. Not close. Not close. (laughs) I'm not surprised. I'm not either. There's no player. Memo to Rob Manfred when he's yelling about Mike Trout. Your dude's right here. He's in a major market. On a great team. And there's nobody else I'd rather watch. I mean, all those all those other guys that you just mentioned. We were talking about pitchers last week that you would pay to watch a position players. Baez is at the top of the list. Well, and, yeah. and we and we talked about it last week. I said that's yeah. a guy I'd pay to watch. And all those other guys that you just mentioned. Altuve, spectacular player. Trout. Absolutely. Betts, absolutely. Harper, not so much this year, but great hair. Oh, different kinds of players, too. We're not just talking about yeah. power. Yeah. yeah. That's a great thing about baseball. Yeah. That's what's so great about it. You don't have to be one thing. As far as defense goes, this bothers me. So help me with this, Joe. Please help me with this. I'm looking at top 10 defensive war on baseball reference in mm-hmm. the National League. There's no Javi Baez in there. Huh. There's no Nolan Arenado in there. Well, you got to be kidding me. What? Ahmed, Wong, Bader, This, this Kane, is baseball reference, right? Ru- yeah. Russell, Rojas, Contreras, LeMahieu, Galvis, DeJong. Now, is Baez punished because he moves from position to position to position? I don't know. I have not, to this day, I have not seen a defensive metric that makes any sense to me. Going all the way back to UZR. I've never seen one. Never seen one that makes sense to me. There's not a better defensive player in the game, notwithstanding my statement about Arenado and what he generally is over his career at third base. There's not a better defensive player in the game that I would rather watch play the game than Javi Baez. So I fail to un- – and I, I have the package. I watch a lot of games. Mike Trout, pretty close. Jose Altuve, pretty close. But I don't understand this. Like, this doesn't make any sense to me. I was Nolan Arenado not in there. In any case, as you look at Baez's MVP conversation – how much of his war is impacted negatively by not getting enough credit for his defense. No one's had a bigger defensive impact on his team in the entire game, either league, than Javi Baez. What's the value of that? No one has as much of an impact on the bases. And obviously you see his offensive numbers. I think the case is fantastic. And right now, he's my leader in the National League. Okay, where, uh, with, where, okay, I'm looking on... With a full understanding that there's five weeks left, and there's a lot to be determined. I'm just talking about right now. Yeah. 
And I, I, I'm not saying if you made a case for Freddie Freeman or Arenado that that I'd have a huge problem with it. Carpenter, we'll see. We'll see how much. We'll see if he continues this, and we'll see if he gets St. Louis to the playoffs. I think that's a huge factor. Yeah, if the People, Cubs run away with this, if they end up running away in the last month, the case will be stronger for Javi Baez. That might lock it up. We're, we're all these little factors we're talking about lot, are, are weighing in Baez's favor. So, are, are there any factors that we're missing that would go towards these other guys, like the Cardinals? Well, the Carpenter competing in the division for the rest of the season wouldn't be enough. Wouldn't be enough. No. He, his run has been extraordinary since the middle of May. Well, like but homers. he skipped. But he skipped six weeks of the season. Basically, you know that's not. I don't give you points for not playing the first. You know, essentially skipping the first six weeks, even though you're on the field. You know what I mean? Like I don't give you extra points for that because oh, and he's all done it since May fifteenth. Well, okay, whose fault is that? You were terrible. I mean, full credit for a great run and for nearly single handedly. See, some getting, people would say that makes it even more impressive what he's put up. Then it's absolutely been impressive, but I don't think you get bigger points for doing it in a shorter period of time. That ignores the fact that you didn't do anything for six weeks, and that lack of consistency matters to me. And Goldschmidt was awful in the beginning, too. Now, if Goldschmidt or Carpenter, based on their incredible runs after terrible starts, were to get their teams to the postseason, that would be huge in their favor. And people and writers love stories. The Carpenter thing's a great story because from where he was to what he's done, it's huge. That will gain him some votes. I mean, Baez is a good story, too. Best player on the best team. Best all-around By far the best all-around player of any of these guys. We're getting pushed back on the text line. Yes, best player, best team. Chris Bryant is not here. Still not here. What's the what's pushback on I what? I don't know. I don't, I don't he's know not the best the player? He's not their best player? That Baez isn't the Cubs' best player? I don't understand Who's their it. best player? Yeah, it's been Baez all David season. David Bodie? Put him in the Hall of Fame. Just put him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, stop. No, Barry. Okay. There have been a lot of things this week that have bothered me. Hold on. Before we get to Bodie. No, no, no. Do it's about to... Bodie. I know, before, oh, we, before we do that, are we – have we flushed out properly this conversation on bias? Hmm. Because the defense, so. the defense thing bothers me. It bothers me. Eli, well, I, I Eli was shaking his head before. Am people, I am I right about defensive metrics? I mean, is there a good defensive metric? Is there one we're supposed to believe in? I think a lot of numbers guys would agree with you, actually. But go ahead, Eli. No, I I wasn't shaking my head. Okay. I thought I didn't know if you were nodding or shaking your head. They combine sometimes. Oh yeah. The, sometimes you're just rolling like a dog with a sore neck. You're just rolling your neck a lot. Actually, there's a there's a phrase for that. Brian Hanley told me there's a phrase for that, um, but I don't remember what it's called. It's something that happens to a dog where he can't, he sits, where his head tilts to the side all the time. He can't straighten his head. That's what Eli looks like sometimes. Oh, that's not good for the show. If you looks like that, what are you guys? Talking I just about? don't think I look you. Whether you're a Cub fan, a Sox fan, a baseball fan, you no. watch the games. If you watch the games, tell me there's a better defensive player in the game than Javi Baez. 
unless he's named Mike Trout, I don't know. I don't know what you what you Listen, could bring to me. What Bias you, has had a great six games, but what were you saying in those six games before this run? I because it, it was like, what is going on with Javi? I said it to you last week. I yeah. said he looks tired. And I said he's trying to pull everything again, and that's not going to go well for him. Now he's gotten hot again at a very good time. Listen, when you perform well during day games, and these TVs are on in every clubhouse around the game. Yes. Okay? MLB Network's picking up a lot of these MLB Network's showing them. Writers around the country are watching it during the day in their hotel rooms or in the clubhouse when they're covering a game. This It matters. It matters. It's something that you. It's something they get a chance to see. It's an advantage for him. Day games are an advantage if you perform well. I just uh, I I'm I struggle to right now see the argument against him. You're 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 smiling. Why are you smiling? I'm just thinking about something. Okay. I'll tell you in a moment. Okay. Um, we'll take a break. Is that okay, Eli? Is it okay to take a break? Uh, I'm you, trying to find this phrase, and I just, for the dog tilting the head. What are you searching? It's in the Google search, phrase dog tilting head. Oh, somebody texted it in, Joe. Somebody had Check. to have texted it in. There's a, there's, a na- there's a name for it. No, nobody has this. Nobody's, it, nobody. It's very, I guess it's pretty common. Weird. No. That's what Eli looks like. Head tilted to the side, just kind of, just kind of like hang, the target dog, just kind of hanging there, tongue out, tongue out, and it's. All right, let's take a Thanks break. Thankfully, I don't see him. I'm facing the other way. Let's take hey. a break. What's that? I don't. Know. It's a mad dog. Jeez, bad. I didn't hear it. Good. Uh, we all right. We'll get to David Bodie. We'll get to where Javi Baez should play in the infield. There's lots of really interesting White Sox stuff from this week that. Uh, is very relevant to what's happening on the south side. Uh-huh. And so one of them's playing going today. One of them is going today. We will do all that next on Hit and Run. 10 o'clock, Tom Brenneman. 11, Tyler Kepner. 11.40, Chris Ranji. Noon, Bruce Levine. Your calls in this hour. Lots of you on hold want to talk about the Cubs, want to talk about the MVP race. We'll do that next on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Way back and long gone out of here. That's out on the Waveland Avenue in the deepest part of the ball. Look at how he gets his feet into that swing. I mean, he almost both feet went into the air as he was coming through that hitting zone. We have both been in a lot of games in this ballpark. I cannot remember seeing a player where that ball was. You'd see balls go out on the Waveland Avenue uh-huh. beyond the bleachers. You do not see many go out to Waveland Avenue out by the camera. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you until 1240. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports Ohio and Tom Brenneman. He's right. That part of the ballpark I talked about it a few weeks ago, and I think Eli tweeted a highlight of it. The Mike Schmidt homer in the 23-22 to game off of Bruce Souter when he hung a splitter, and it left the ballpark, yeah. exited by the camera well, and was still rising <laughs> when it left the ballpark. That's that's actually what I was going to ask him about. I, di- I didn't hear that call until then when we talked to him later in the show because he's seen a lot of home runs there. I mean, everybody talks yeah. about Kingman's homer three houses down Kenmore right. in the 23-22 to game. The, the farthest home run I've ever seen hit at Wrigley. But 
to see one hit, he's right about where that one went. I mean, the one Kingman hit was right down Kenmore. That's where the long ones usually go. When you hit one past the camera well and onto the street, that's a long way. That's a very long way. This hour of Hit and Run brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. Wolves games make the best company and group outings. Tickets, food, and souvenirs can all be included for one low price. Visit ChicagoWolves.com or call 1-800-THE-WOLVES. Nicely done. Vestibular? Is that, the, is, that, is that a disease that dogs have, Eli? Or is it just a condition? Is it an affliction? It sounds like a disease when I, when I look it up here. So I'm going to go with disease. Okay, so that's what you have. You have Correct. It's a, it's, what's the full phrase? Vestibular disease. Okay. Well, then it's absolutely a disease if the word disease is after it. Thank it's you, Eli. At PetMD.com, the headline is Old please, Dog please Disease. Please end the segment. Just, just the bottom of the hour is brought to you by Campland RV. It's the model year clearance at Campland RV. <laughs> Select your 2018 models. They're priced to move and to make way for the 2019s. Interested in 2019s? They're arriving on the lot daily. Campland RV, RV buying made easy. Just a short drive off I-94 in Burns Harbor, Indiana. 312-644-6767 is the phone number. Many of you would like to talk about Javi Baez and the MVP conversation. We will do that in just a moment. Uh, Joe, you brought up the name of David Bodie. No, you did. I did, <laughs> and you were immediately offended. Well, and, uh, I, it's and funny. I, uh, the two times that I considered going to a Cubs game, was talking about going, and did not go, was Friday, and then the Sunday night game against the Nationals. The two walkouts for one David Bodie. So I was watching the post game show the other day, and I know it was just an aside, but and everybody was excited after the game, but. Uh, David DeJesus wanted to wanted to throw uh, David Bodie into a different conversation. Picking into third base, smooth at third, and when you need a timely hit, when he steps into the box, he's a guy that you rely on now. And it's great to see these young guys coming up, making their mark in the big leagues. And his name is one of the names in, crazy. for the rookie of the year right now. You're throwing it out there. You're like, hey, he could be no. what he's done right now has impacted his team. No! No, 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 no. I missed that. Sorry, I missed that. <laughs> what he's done right now is we got it. We got to delay. We got to delay. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, that that Acuna guy, pretty good. Okay, that Soto guy, pretty good. Every time the Braves play, they start the game and Acuna hits a home run. <laughs> Every game. <laughs> I can't get past that. First, Acuna is twenty-one homers, and he's played all year. He has over three hundred at bats. He has a Barry, a 930 OPS and a 148 OPS plus. Oh my. That means he's 48% better than the average player. Okay? As a rookie, he's 21? 21? Like, how do we stop him? I don't know. Hit him. <laughs> that's, yeah. the, that's the solution right now. He can't be in that conversation. And you mentioned Soto and yeah, Bueller still qualifies, right? I know he was up last year. Yeah, he still qualifies. Um, yeah, yeah, no. he's he's. I mean, he's in. Got to be in your top five, this right? Is a, this is a great story, and what he's done. It's cute. It's a real. It, it's cute if you love cute, 
and there's always a lot of Cubs cute. Guy that almost quit baseball multiple uh, times. It, it's a cute story. He's won a couple games with the bat and big moments. And good for him. Yeah, you know, good it's for awesome. him. Awesome, but that's that's ridiculous. But no rookie of the year. Ridiculous. No, 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 no. not in the conversation. And based on the limited time, and he had an 0 for 18 stretch earlier in the week uh, before he hit that home run. I mean, look, uh, they've they've needed him. Okay, and he's yes. been, and he's been good defensively. For the most part, ah, uh, good. He's he's been at least average defensively, which is something. I mean, someone's got to play the position. Okay, let me ask so you. So it, it's you know good for him, but rookie of the year, no. This is part of multiple conversations, actually. And okay. Chris Bryant says he's coming back on Monday. He, if you missed it, he had a, he hit the video board yesterday in batting practice. So he's I keeping, say he's, he's close. He's keeping two hands on the bat. Did you notice this is that? A, this know. is a new swing for him. Yeah, with, he's keeping two hands. On the bat, so that the bat doesn't carry in one hand his shoulder. I assume his shoulder was dislocating a little bit. No one has said that. It's just what it seems like to me. His labrum is probably sore. And if you swing, you know, imagine yourself swinging one-handed with a heavy bat. It carries your arm out of, you know, you might, uh, there might be some subluxation there, at least a, a, t- a tiny bit. And so, if, it looks, if, so it will look like he's not following all the way through. Even though he is. He's a big, strong man with right. great bat speed. He can keep two hands on the bat. Yes. absolutely. Hit the video board. Yeah, that, I mean, that's all the evidence I mean, it's, that it's, I need. It's batting practice, but still. So I, I heard Len Casper say this on the score, that he thinks Bodie locked up a position on the playoff roster. And there are some tough decisions that are going to need to be made. And I, I don't know when Russell looks to be coming back. They put him on what was the 10-day DL at the time. But they have a Bryant decision to make tomorrow, and I don't think Russell's going to be out for a long period of time. But nowadays, the way you go to the bullpen, they're going to have 13 arms out there, right? You would expect 13? I, 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 don't, I know he got I, September call-ups. It's not a concern now, but we're talking players. Yeah, I honestly can't answer that. I mean, I think Joe, it's possible Joe could fight for even more. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. Tomorrow... Crazy, Who, by the way, that many, <laughs> that many pitchers and hamstring that's normal yourself. Now. I, I know it is. That's I know. Normal. I get it. It's just difficult for me to process that to hamstring yourself in terms of moves you can make later. But if you're only going to let a guy go four or five innings, which is, which is sort of uh, the way it's gone, then yeah, you're going to need. So what's the move tomorrow, Millsy? So you go down, Millsy, just to buy yourself some time. Um. But I, I think the bigger question I, is I'm, not so much tomorrow. It's, do, do you need to do? I mean, why not just wait till September first? Why, why force your hand here? Yeah, maybe it won't be. Maybe it won't be tomorrow. Maybe it won't be for uh, Chris Bryant. But isn't the, Bryant going to go out on a rehab? I, I guess he is. So yeah. then you could just wait. So till then some, you could just wait till September first. I mean, how many rehabs does he need if he's in the video board? I, I, yeah, I yeah you, you I can. But the conversation is really about once you get to the postseason, what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So who would you remove from the of the position players next? And then you're going to have to make that decision twice eventually. Well, the if the, you, if you're going to keep Russell, the way you answer the question is you first have to ask yourself who's going to be playing every day. Yeah, and if you were to look at it right now, I could pretty much promise you Chris Bryant's going to be at third, Baez is going to be at short, and Daniel Murphy's going to be at second. 
if the if the season were to, I mean, if the playoffs were to start tomorrow and Bryant were healthy enough to play, that's how it would go. So yeah, I, I mean, mean, Russell, Russell, I, I could see Joe putting KB in the outfield though, but. Uh, as a believer in defense, I think it's risky to have Daniel Murphy at second base because he's bad. <laughs> Thank you for but, clarifying. <laughs> well, I mean, he's just he's bad. Sorry. You know, he's, he's always he been bad. When he made that catch yesterday, everybody was blown stand, away. Standing ovation. Yeah. Um, and, you, and you know I believe in defense and that your best defense would be Bryant, Russell, Bias. But I don't – I mean, if it, it, like I said, if we were having the conversation – with the playoffs starting tomorrow, Daniel Murphy would be at second base, and it's funny because a lot of people made no fun question. of the a lot of people made fun of that acquisition. And I said, I was at the, I think that was uh, was that Tuesday, was that Kopech really? Day Tuesday? It was on the South Side, yes. And a lot of people down there were making fun of it. I said really? the same. I said the same thing to every person. Look, what this guy's a professional hitter. I know he was hurt earlier this year, but this guy can hit the daylights out of the baseball, and he does something that very few guys on the Chicago Cubs will do. And that is he will hit the ball where it's pitched. He will put it in play. He will get you base hits. He knows how to drive in runs. I know driving in runs doesn't matter. Scoring runs doesn't matter. But he knows how to drive in runs. And that's a that's a big deal. He's not afraid. He sure does like to hit at Wrigley Field, doesn't he? Who on this roster is afraid, by the way? I can't believe that was the reaction anywhere. You gave up absolutely nothing. It was free. A lot of, lot of, lot of LOLs on Twitter, too. Okay, and, and we're talking about a guy that's been there, another guy, by the way, in addition to Hamels, that's been there, as you mentioned, not afraid. And how many times this year when they've struggled offensively have we had the conversation about giving you a quality at bat, especially at the top of the order? This is a guy that if you if you want to shuffle things up, you can hit him at leadoff any single day too because you know what you're going to get out of him every single time. You may not like him personally or for some things that he said – I love watching him hit the baseball. It's just a great. He's just a great hitter. He's really professional. It's the same word I use for Cole Hamels. Just it's really professional. And I'll say this about Theo Epstein, and he has made this case over and over and over again. And you know the 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 hardcore sabermetricians don't want to have this part of the conversation. But he truly believes in character, and he truly believes in having guys who aren't afraid. Because let's face it, you know, it, there are even still today, you ask me who on this team is afraid. Well, just ask yourself this question. Who do you want at the plate when the game is on the line in a postseason series when it really matters? How many guys do you really trust know what they're doing? And it's the same thing with Cole Hamels on the mound. How many guys do you trust are not afraid of the moment, and really know how to execute. The ability to stay in the moment. It's a lot of Cubs. A lot. The ability to stay in the moment really matters. And when Theo looks at late-season acquisitions, he looks for guys who are not afraid. There's no metric for it. But he wants guys who can stand in the box or step on a mound and execute because they're not terrified of whatever. Of of the moment of the manager of their teammates of of being you know in front of forty thousand or being or being watched by millions, it it matters and he gets guys who he knows can handle it, even when he's not sure what they might have left, and I I appreciate that about him.
you can go all the way to the bottom of the roster and a guy that's t- that's won games on a couple of 0-2 pitches in walk-off fashion, <laughs> you can say that David Bodie isn't, af- isn't afraid. Sure doesn't seem like it. it. Doesn't at all. <laughs> doesn't at all. Um, I tweeted something yesterday that had a lot of traction. And it's just because it's just amazing. Uh, we didn't know what they were going to get in Hamels and Murphy. We didn't know. But there was very little downside. No downside. No risk. So, so they traded for Cole Hamels and Daniel Murphy. Murph. Uh, they got Eddie <laughs> Butler. Or they gave up Eddie Butler. Two single-A players. And two players to be named later, one of them cash cons- or cash considerations. Like, think about that. What they've already gotten out of those players for Eddie Butler, two single A guys that nobody heard of before, and a couple of players to be named later. Like what? What are these other teams ahead of the Cubs waiver wire doing? What are they doing? You mean all the teams below them who passed I, on these guys? Right, that had yeah. a, a an opportunity to. to claim them. Yeah, right. Or they claimed them, they didn't work something out, they didn't want to give up. I guess a single A guy and a player to be named late. I don't, I don't know. What are they doing? I mean, not Hamels, obviously, but certainly, certainly Murphy. And, and the ability that, with the money is no. part of it. I understand that, but there are some teams below the Cubs hasn't cost them very much. Money. It hasn't cost them a lot in money either. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about a lot of much of the season. And and how about people are laughing. I brought it up a week ago. Cole Hamill's option for twenty million one year? You know what? <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna buy him out, what's the buyout? Six? Six, yeah. If you're gonna buy him out for six and pay him ten, why even risk putting him on the market? Correct. If you want to buy him out for six and try to pay him ten, you might as well just give him the twenty. It's a real conversation whether or not I we're, think we're going to have the conversation about whether or not he should start game one. I mean, again, it is by my calculations. Hold on, uh, August twenty sixth. By my calculations, is it? That's just uh, that's a. I got that. That's a metric, I believe. August twenty sixth, and so it's pretty early to be overreacting to it. But is it possible? Sure. Will the conversation take place? Sure. Is it, Will there be more conversation if he continues this all the way through the postseason? Absolutely. 312-644-6767. Stan and Bellwood, Frank, Bill, George, we will get to you after a quick timeout on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back in on Hit and Run on the Score. Joe Ostrowski, Barry Rosner with you till 1240, taking you up to Cubs baseball. So the Rangers are responsible for the buyout. Right. If there is a buyout. But $20 million is about the going rate for what, a third starter these days? Right, exactly. That's of the my ro- point. It's and, a middle of the rotation And then you guy, lock right? it up. You, you have it locked up. Coming off the big mistake that you made with Chatwood, too. Who knows what Darvish... And, know, and I don't know. You don't know yeah. if you're going to get a pitch out of Darvish next year, no right? No idea. You don't know what Chatwood's going to be? Not a terrible idea. So I, I mean, you're you're. this is what you do when you're in a window trying to win the World Series every year. And I don't know if the Cubs at this point know what they have in Quintana either. And that way... Man, is you've he, got, hard, he is hard to watch, Joe. I know. He is hard to watch. Nibbling, fiddling, somebody gets on base, he's 
He's messing around on the corners. He's it's he's a five inning pitcher. He's a five inning pitcher who, if he can get a double play ball here or there, will give you a you know a for for lack of a better term, not the literal term, but for lack of a better term, a quality start. Second it's only third gonna, time through is he doesn't see a third time through, but second I mean, time what? through is usually rough. It's just not good enough. It's just not good enough, and it's hard to watch. It's like it's it's like. Just throw the ba- throw a strike. Throw the baseball. Stop nibbling. You have good stuff. Just use it. It's aggravating. It feels like he's trying to be perfect with everything. Yeah, I mean, he's got the look. He's got the ability to be a a, a, a number two or number three starter. He's just not. He's just not pitching that way. Should we take a call? Joe? Yeah, go ahead. Stan and Bellwood. Good morning. You are on hit and run. How's it going, Stan? Oh, everything's fine. How about you guys? How are we doing, doing? We're doing great. Uh, good, good, are good. you with me on the NL MVP, Stan? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, well, uh, in many ways, yes, Barry. Um, I'm in, listen, I'm in 100% agreement with both you guys on who the top five guys are. Um, Arenado, Baez, Carpenter, uh, Freddie Freeman, Paul Goldschmidt. There's no doubt in my mind that the National League MVP will be one of those five guys. Uh, and I think the race is close enough right now that what happens in September will determine the winner. I'm in agreement with you guys on that. A okay. uh, player's overall performance, uh, his war, they're important factors. And uh, I, I, I use them just like you guys. They tell you who the best player is. Uh, Javi Baez, I think right now there's no question that he is the best player on the best team, if that's your primary consideration on who the MVP is. Excuse me. But in my world, the standout guy, the classic MVP profile, is the guy who uh, makes the biggest difference on his team nightly uh, between winning and losing, the guy who impacts the standings and elevates his team. So I think right now no one player has done that more or better than Matt Carpenter. He's the number one guy on my list right now because he has practically single-handedly put his team where they are in the middle of uh, the playoff race. I have it Carpenter, uh, Baez, Arenado, Freeman, and Goldsmith right now. Um, I'm, I'm with you on everything you said about Baez, Barry. I think right now, if, if if the season ended today, Carpenter would be number one on my ballot. I mean, I, I have it Carpenter bias. I have them as the one-two guys. But to me, the, 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 the guy that stands out is the guy who elevates his team and makes the biggest difference between winning and losing on a nightly basis. And nobody has done that to this point better than Matt Carpenter. So he- Sorry, thanks for your call, Stan. we got to get to a break. If that's the criteria, Lee Leah then <laughs> then yeah that that's logical that makes sense where but do they finish where do they finish yeah. do they continue on this run do they go back to being the cardinals who are 10 games out and then does it matter um and should Baez be punished for being the best player and this isn't what Stan was saying but should he be punished for being the best player on the best team when there's also other good players on his team but does he not through his defense, base running, and offense, have a huge impact on this team every single day. And if even if you were the, to remove bias from this roster, think think of what you would have. Yeah, that 
is a good argument. 312-644-6767 is the phone number if you'd like to join in on this. Many of you on hold, including Chris and Barrington. We will get to you after we talk to Tom Brenneman on Hit and Run on the Score. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.